0: let's move away from rugby let's talk a real sport can i say that can i say that am i being biased can we talk a real sport now can we talk the sport of cycling of course we can talk the sport of cycling my cycling correspondent mr cycling himself Del woodford joins us on the program Del, good afternoon welcome yeah thanks very much mark nice nice to be on with you hey um sam gaze silver medal mountain biking cross country pidcock the olympic champion the only athlete to beat him and. If it had perhaps been a little bit longer, he might have ended up winning gold. Try and put this performance in context because it is just simply the most remarkable achievement.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. He he rode an outstanding race. He was in great form. Remember he was, you know, won the short course world title, which he tightly defended just a, a few days ago. And he started a long way back on the grid. So did Pigcock as well. So, you know, but Gay's... Um, just rode his own race he looked powerful through the whole race and just kept passing riders and pulling them back and the, the, the riders he you know he, he ticked off along the way to bring himself from i think they were, you know over 30 seconds down and in mountain biking well, you know, it's, it's just a, a huge effort. It's just interval after interval, massive efforts. And the speed that they go at, it's really hard to close these gaps. And they weren't blowing up in front. Gaze was just coming at them, coming at them. And, you know, the pick off Nino Schurter, who's, oh, gosh, I think he won his world, first world title back in 2008. And I know he's a, he's a lot older than everybody else that was on the podium, but, you know, you see Gaze go past him and put him away. See him making ground on Pigcock. You know, like you say, the Olympic champion, the stage winner in the Tour de France, I've helped the Wears, and uh, World Cyclocross champion. You know, you're in pretty elite company, and Sam Gaze has, has really come into his own in the last couple of years, and he's at the top of, top of the sport. And uh, gosh, it was just a sensational performance. Couldn't rate it highly enough.
0: We should also congratulate Anton Cooper, top 10 finish as well. He's another rider that started a long way back. He ended up finishing 10th.
1: Yeah, outstanding. That was a really great ride. And, you know, I just, just hope these these guys can get some good performances on the World Cup. Well, Sam's going to have a good starting grid now going forward and Anton will be moving up as well because, you know, and Ben Oliver also, you know, had a strong race as well. So three really good riders. Mountain biking's been sensational at, at these uh, World Championships. Mark, you know, you can't, that ride... Um, Sammy Maxwell, who won the under 23 XCO, she just gapped them at the start. And, you know, it's always that risk you can blow up, but she just kept putting the pressure on, the cap getting bigger and bigger. That was just an amazing performance as well. The, the juniors in the downhill, a clean sweep of the podium. Uh, so, yeah, Mountain Biking mountain biking New Zealand will be absolutely delighted with the performances of these championships.
0: Yeah, just for people that are not aware of the mountain biking side of it, just explain to people why it is important you get a good grid start um because you know generally well you know you start sort of wide but it goes into a single track very very quickly so just explain why it is important that you do get a higher ranking that you do get a better starting position
1: yes it's you know not quite as many uh you know if you look at f1 the side by side two up and uh the race into the first corner it's like that but with 10 in the front row And you're going into often into single track and there's a lot of pressure uh this the start of a mountain bike race is one of the hardest things i think you can ever do if you're in the front row of the grid it's like an absolute maximum effort for for a sprint race whether it's you know 50 meters in the pool 100 meters on the track uh you know a a maximum effort in cycling over over you know two or three hundred meters the intensity and the power and the pace they've got to go at and then recover usually onto the single track and up a climb Um, grid positions are really important they also got quite wide handlebars it's a tight compact field, so there's you know little tips and people bump each other and you know you can get involved in a crash quite quickly and and it's hard to recover from so you know that that front row grid is really important and I think uh, Sam was on grid five and I'm not sure where Anton started probably another couple back so to get up into second place and then the 10th place huge huge efforts like the the effort it's taken to do that is just absolutely insane. When you know how fast the front guys are going.
0: Yeah, I remember talking to John Hume, one of the original um, pioneers, alongside of Kashi, Kashi Luke's, and he would be talking about the World Cup races he'd be doing back in the mid 1990s. And he said, just to try to get into that single track, his heart rate would be at 190 beats for about half an hour. That's how brutal it is. Now, you know, you're pretty much maxing, aren't you? I mean, you are literally as you are literally as Graham Miller said, breathing through your eyelids.
1: Oh, you are 100%. a hundred percent. yeah, you can't describe it any better actually. And and then you've got to recover and just keep applying. And that's why it's just like a series of efforts like that through the whole race. You know, your your you, you max heart rate every time you hit a climb and want to make an effort, and you've got to find something more if you want to you know attack to get away or close a gap. So really good course, really exciting racing. The the. Mountain biking, the XE races have been sensational to watch. And uh, if people haven't seen the mark, I'd you know, recommend getting onto the UCI YouTube channel and, you know, click back and have a look at the highlights at least because it was a sensational performance from the Kiwis.
0: OK, what did you make of the New Zealand track team and their performances? Obviously, Elise Andrews winning gold and the Karen, Also, um, Aaron Gate picking up gold in the points race, uh, an event which is very hard to watch but absolutely brutal. The ultimate endurance event on the track.
1: And it was a masterclass, wasn't it, from Aaron Gate on how to ride a points race. He just was absolutely sensational. Covered everything. One of the few races where you know there were laps taken, but so many riders on one lap, and um, on you know, big Gate just went with everything. Dominated early in the sprints, and when he wanted to win, he there was just nothing anybody could do about it. Covered his, his you know, main rivals, and it was just a super dominant performance from from Gate, and yeah, it just just shows the class of the man and. Yeah, you know, he, he sees something else when he's on form. Gee, there's nobody that can match him. And that was that was some performance. I think the track team overall, they would have to be absolutely delighted, Mark. You know, there's been a lot said, a lot written um, about the program. And you look at the riders that are in the program, not too much has changed. And and are uh, delivering coming into Olympic year. I think this is, you know, probably one of the best medal hills I've seen on the track across multiple disciplines from para through to, you know, the women's sprint, at least getting the individual uh, bronze in the sprint competitions, getting the gold in the Kieran, the women's team sprint picking up a medal, the men's team's pursuit right on the pace, showing that they're good enough to be going for gold. Um, uh, you know, in, in 2024, uh, it's just Michaela Drummond, her third in the scratch race, just gets better and better. Bronnie Botha in the IP, um, Ali Williston's performances, like these are sensational rides. They've really, they've really stepped up, and I think out of all the nations. Going into, uh, you know, pre one year out from the Olympics, wow, we're in pretty good space actually, and I think uh, the team's going to be delighted.
0: Yeah, just want to touch on that, Bronte, both a performance and the individual pursuit, picking up a bronze, but riding times of like three minutes 20. Now, just to put that in context, when Sarah Alma won goal back in 2004, she rode 324. So it just shows um, the quality uh, that we've seen in the pursuit internationally what, 12, 15 years on?
1: Yes, and it took a long time for Sarah's record to be broken. It was only, you know, I think from memory three or four years ago that, that got broken. So that record stood a long time. Ronnie broke the, the Sarah's national record um, you know, re- last year as well. So, yeah, times have moved on. It's unfortunately that event's not an Olympic event anymore. Um, the individual pursuits to World Championship event. So she has to refocus for the Olympics on the you know an endurance track event teens pursuit and, and possibly one of the you know bunch events on the track um which is a real shame because she's she's certainly you know at the top of her game individual pursuiting and yeah you know, very very good performance the times are insane the times you know if you look at the men's individual pursuit felipe Garnier winning what probably the most exciting race on the track of two riders on the opposite side can be exciting but the way he came back and he rode a 401 well I can remember when teams Pursuit Road 410 and everyone was excited now they're doing it by themselves it's just just incredible the speeds are uh, unbelievable
0: yeah the one frustration for me I just want to see this men's pursuit team break uh, at an olympic games level yes it's great we've won bronze i was lucky enough to be there in 2008 when we won bronze on the track and first time we went under four minutes i did a similar thing uh, back in 2012 we were unlucky in tokyo that crash and narrowly missing out against the italians and stuff but boy wouldn't it be great if we could just bridge that gap and just finally grab that gold medal at the olympics
1: oh what well, it would be sensational and we're we're there thereabouts, and you're right about that gap market. So it uh, always seems to be where you know well, first we we're you know three or four seconds, five seconds off, and then we close it, and then the opposition just move away a little bit, and we're chasing it again. I think we're right in the mix. We we were extremely unlucky with the the crash last last time round. Um, this this quartet that's together is good enough. They've got a couple of riders to you know could potentially bring in. Remember, we didn't have. Um, uh, the young boy from Southland, Corbin Strong who you know, came off the tour to France um, yeah he he's going to be in the mix certainly for for Paris and that'll strengthen the team uh, you know, these guys are coming off the road and into it i you know they they believe they've got the team that can win it uh, they're just going to have to put it all together on three very, very good rides to win the gold medal. It's, it's it's not an easy, the Danes are at another level right now. Um, they've set the benchmark and everyone's got a chase and we've got some hard work to do over the next 12 months to, to make that final. <laughs>
0: Aaron Gate with his extraordinary performance at the Commonwealth Games last year. I think this is now his second World Cycling Track Championship that he has won. I remember a key member of Black Spoke, you know, Continental Trade Team riding on the road. Where does Aaron Gate rank in terms of New Zealand cycling?
1: Gosh, he would have to be right up there, wouldn't he? You know, he because he, he's still racing and he's still winning, and he he isn't isn't retired, and you can't, you, know, you don't really reflect back on what he's done. But I think it was two thousand and well, it was ten years ago that he won that the Omnium World Title. And I said to him the other day, I hope you don't wait another ten years. But then Aaron Gaze, anything's possible. Um, he, he's he's one of our greats. He's. One of the most dominant riders I've seen on the road and track, very Graham Miller-like, um, very good at, at a lot of things. You know, he wouldn't have been out of place in the road race as we saw at the Commonwealth Games, as we see when he's riding for Bolton Equities Black Spoke on, on the road in Europe. He's won the Tour of Turkey. He's been unlucky in some of the big classics. I, I think he will go down as, as one of our, our greatest ever. Um, certainly as an all-round cyclist, he's, he's right up there with Graham Muller, and, you know, Muller had, yeah, I think more wins than probably any cyclist I can remember um, internationally. I think Gates going to surpass that. And, and uh, with his performances individually at World Championships and Olympics, he already has. So I would put him at the top of the tree, Mark.
0: You're listening to SENZ, Cycling commentator Dale Woodford is my guest on the program. Just, just finally, too, um, Bolton Equities Black spoke have been established now, riding at a continental level, just below the uh, just just below the World Tour level, um, but do get invitations to some of the the big races. What what have you made of this team and their progression? It's
1: been sensational, Mark, and you know I think cycling is indebted to, to murray bolton and bolton equities for the support of this program because it's allowing us to prepare properly you know Aaron gates performances tom sexton's performances logan curry who you know wrote an outstanding under 23 time trial these results are being achieved because of that, that that pro cycling team they're getting invited to some really big races um when they're invited to a race where there's other there's world tour teams and other pro level teams they're always and if you look at the team rankings in those races, mid, they're getting invited to races. The, the people, uh, the, the, the promoters love the way they race. They, they're aggressive. They race positively. And uh, it's it's massive for the sport. It really, really is. And they're doing a superb job. They're really getting some recognition. You hear cycling commentators in Europe talking about them. They know who they are. And um, our, our riders are really going to get some big opportunities out of, out of riding for that team. when stepping up to a world tour level Um, but it's it's such a great breeding ground and such an important part of the package to to allow our track riders to get good hard road racing because that's what you need right now to perform at that top
0: level you know on the track Mm, and what i think the only thing remaining what is the women's road race to go
1: yeah, that should be pretty interesting. Um, it's going to—it's a tough course. Uh, we've also got the BMX. Uh, of course, we have. My apologies, well. Phil, yeah. Phil actually ticks yeah. me in on
0: the BMX, and I—I I should be a little bit more across that one.
1: Um, oh, it's—it's—it's it's, it's fantastic. Like this is the first—you know—the UCI do a lot of things wrong, and I'm the first to criticise them on on a lot of things. But I think the Super Worlds has been sensational, having all these sports together, and the focus being on cycling for for you know a number of of days. It's. it's the atmosphere over there is just just a remarkable. Uh, but yeah, Rico Beerman, Lila Walker, Jack Greenhow winning their heats are looking really good. Rico's been sensational uh, on the BMX circuit, winning winning some um, world cups and that. So yeah, really really hoping that they can bring home uh, some medals as well over the next coming you know over the coming days and. And I think with some power, the power road stuff's going on as well. And uh, we're, we're looking good there. So, yeah, Ali Williston, I think she'll be lining up in the road race. And Michaela Drummond, um, Henrietta Christie. So, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. Yeah, it's a women's cyclists, you know, from, from downhill juniors to on the track to, to talking about on the road market. It's really exciting. We're, we're right up there with the best and we're, we're mixing it with them. And, you know, New Zealand cycling should be really proud of what they're achieving at these world champs.
0: Yeah, and uh, we're we're arguably in the best place we've ever been in, haven't we, when it comes to all things cycling, and it's just a reminder to everybody listening that gets impatient with cyclists out there on the road, don't be an asshole. Just let them get on and do it, okay? Just let them get on and do it. You're all prepared to sit and, you know, peak our traffic, but not prepared to slow down for a bunch of cyclists. Am I right in that, Dale? You are, mate.
1: You're out today. You're out today, and I I, I had to call Star 55 because some clown tried to drive me off the road. B- total country road in Cambridge.
0: There you go. Yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? 100. Love, lovely to have you on the program. Thank you, as always.
1: Pleasure, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Great, great to great to have you on the radio and supporting supporting these um you know minority sports that perform on the world stage. Thanks very much.
0: Yeah, ironically, minority sports aren't they here in New Zealand, but they're actually global sports internationally. It's funny how we've sort of got the whole model wrong, haven't we? Yeah, remarkable achievements by our cyclists right across the board, across both the men and the women doing great things. Hopefully, hopefully, um, we can build on that and the success we've achieved at these World Championships follows through and we get a similar reward at next year's Olympics in Paris.